Hey, podcast world. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And this is Afraid Not. We're so glad you're listening to episode number 23. And our guest today is Kira Kelsey. Kira is the principal of the sixth grade center in Owasso, Oklahoma. And you will love her. She was one of my bosses when I started here and she's fantastic. She's the kind of lady that you will meet and say, oh, I hope that my child gets to be in her school. So please listen in, enjoy this conversation. She shares an amazing story with us. Kira, thanks for coming tonight. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. It is such a pleasure to have you come and be on our show. We're really grateful and excited for hearing your story tonight. Well, thank you for Kira asking was me my here. first boss in Owasso. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yes. She was. Mm-hmm. I bet that Jill was pretty great. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she was happened. awesome. She was awesome. We had so much fun, so much <laughs> just laughter and just all kinds of crazy mm-hmm. stuff that we, yeah. And people turn us loose with children. <laughs> every day. Well, every laughter is good every day. day. Every yes. day. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, we'd love for us, for our listeners to kind of know who you are. So would you give our listeners a little peek into your life and tell us just who you are, tell us about your family, hobbies, just what you do kind of day to day. Okay. Well, um, I am married. My husband, David, um, we've been married 23 years. Congratulations. Thank you very much. We celebrated that July 20th. And um, we have two children. Chad is 31. And he um, teaches at ATOR, teaches music. And he is a very good friend of mine. Yes. I just adore oh, him. He's, we have a blast yeah. with music stuff Yes, together. he is. He's great. And I'm sure you're probably thinking, okay, they've been married 23 years and he's 31. <laughs> so when I started dating David um, in 1994, he, of course, had Chad um, from a previous marriage. And so... You know, he was part of that. He was part of that package. Um, so he's, you know, my son. I mean, I, I've You've raised loved him. him since nineteen ninety four. That's exactly how old, how old was he then? He was six, and so when we got married, he was eight, and um, just yeah. So it's been. I mean, he really very early started calling me mom, and um, so we just Love we that. have a great yeah great relationship. He's awesome. He's a lot of fun. He. We like to joke that he doesn't realize how big he is as he's teaching music <laughs> because he's six four and you know just will do anything and everything with him all over the floor all of those. So we, I'm excited. He asked me not too long ago, as a matter of fact, to come and observe him. Oh, and, good. And uh, so I was like, I can't wait to go do that. I, I probably need to go when he does the kindergarten class. It's so oh, just, yeah. I yeah, actually yeah. got to observe him last school year because oh, I wanted you? yes yes and I learned a lot from watching him and had a great time it was yeah. really fun yeah well I'm excited to get to do that so that's that's on my on my list and then we have Kate um she's 17 and she's a junior at um, Owasso High School and um she's in the band plays lacrosse and just a sassy little 17 year old <laughs> no she's a she's a great kid um she just had a, a mission trip that she did in Africa and oh, yeah. the whole, wow. she left, school was out on the 24th, she left the 28th, and was gone until June 28th, wow. and uh, went with Project Hope, which, you know, she's, Mom, I really wish that I could be in Oklahoma with you guys for a month, and then go back to Africa for a month, and then just switch off, and I was Aww. like, well, sis, doesn't really work like that, but she absolutely loved it. You think and she'll end up in missions? You know what, I... 
there are times that I think yes, and then there are times that I'm just like, I, I, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. where, but she just, it doesn't matter where it is. If our church says, hey, we're going to do a mission trip, she's like, I want to go. I'll be there. And does not hesitate. So in my heart, I say yes, but yeah. then sometimes I think just watching her, but she's 17, you know, they don't sure. always, but I, I wouldn't have a problem with that, you know, if she decided to do that. We had people at church, we were talking about it tonight in the little ladies' Bible study that I do, that people, you know, were like, I can't believe you could let her go and do that at 17 years old. And, but, you know, I told them I just have such a peace and it's so good for her, mm-hmm. you know, to really learn to trust what God has for her. And so that, that was a really cool process to get to see that and then her come home and, and see, you know, now they, you know, she's a teenager. Don't get me wrong. She's not perfect. And she'd tell you she's not perfect, but just to see what yeah. God did through her, oh, you know, absolutely. and just the love of the kids that she developed at that orphanage and stuff. She just, she's gotten to talk to some of them, you know, through that, mm-hmm. um, WhatsApp app. Is it WhatsApp? WhatsApp. Or, yeah, yeah, WhatsApp. Right. She's gotten to talk to him, so that's been pretty cool. So, yeah. And then we have a dog, Lucy, um, who's a little Westy that used to be called Lucifer now because she was so <laughs> awful. <laughs> but now she's awesome. She's a great dog now. So but. now she's not Lucifer. She's Lucy. No, now we do. Okay, yeah, funny. now she's now she's Lucy. We've we've given she her name her back. And she where could we find you Monday to Friday from seven thirty to? Ooh, girl, five. it's seven. <laughs> to, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I work at the sixth grade center. Um, you know, being in education, um, started out as a special ed teacher. And had the opportunity to get to come back to Owasso and teach. Um, Rick Dossett, who was my principal in high school, called me and said, Hey, kid, you ready to come home? And so, yeah, it was great. And so I, uh, of course, said yes. I I was teaching in North Tulsa at the time and loved that, loved my time there. And, but, you know, just felt like this, this was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. So, got to come back and teach high school ID. And uh, my first year, I had four kids. For our listeners who may not be oh. in the education loop, will yeah. you tell us about what that means? What is ID? Well, stand so for? it stands for intellectually delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, previously it was given a different title, but I'm glad they used the um, intellectually right. delayed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's much more politically correct, right. you know. Um, so... I did that for 12 years and um, total taught special ed and then seven years I, in Owasso and then got to move to the seventh grade center as counselor and um, did that for a couple of years and had a little bit too much girl drama, you know, people talking <laughs> to each drama. other. Surely not. Oh, yeah. Seventh grade not. girl drama? Oh, yes. Aren't they all so nice to each oh, other? Oh, you know what? Hmm. They're sweethearts. Oh. And I think it was just that. I think it was just that opportunity. <laughs> Let's go see Mrs. Kelsey. She'll let us sit in there and talk to her because, you know, <laughs> then I wisened up about that. But anyway, then I um, had the opportunity to come work for Danny Henry at the at the sixth grade center as his assistant for four years and just learned so much from him. He's a, he's just a sweetheart of a man, still very close with him. Don't get to see him like I would like to now that he's retired. But, um, and then uh, got to take over as principal when he went to plan operations. So I think this is my 14th year. Isn't that terrible? I don't even know. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do every day. Um, kind of just love on little old kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and know. the sixth grade center is known in Owasso as being an 
excellent school. Yes. Oh, you're so sweet. From every side, from every source, that's mm-hmm. what you hear. It's a great school. It's a great place to work. And I think yeah. that we can say a big part of that is the leadership of the principal. So, I mean, I know this. you didn't do this podcast just to get a pat on the back, but I want to pat you on the back. I know you work hard, and you are a fantastic leader for the sixth grade center, making a difference for the teachers and the students in the community. So we are really glad that you're there. (laughs) Well, you're so sweet. I love it. You know, that's when you guys asked me about your passion, that was really absolutely what I thought of. is just working with kids every single day and and trying to, you know, make them feel feel loved. You know, we mm-hmm. I mean Jesus was so much about relationships and mm-hmm. and so that's that's really what I do. And right. and I try. I feel like God gives me a discernment in the people that I hire because um, it's not anything that I do myself. I mean, I honestly feel that way. You know, I I. That's sweet of you to say, pat, give me a pat on the back. But I really feel like it, it's truly from God. And, and looking for those people that, you know, we all joke about that mug that says, I, you know, I teach June because of June, July, and right. August, <laughs> when, you know, we kind of giggle about that. But I really look for people that love kids and want to make a relationship with kids. Um, you know, we're we're all three in education, and we realize just the trauma that's out there and the things that they're going through. And so to me, it's really about making that relationship mm-hmm. and being in the halls and being out at lunch and, you know, just putting your arm around them and loving on them. And, and, and when they open the door, some, you know, in my office, sometimes when we're talking about things and I can bring up Jesus and, you know, and, and talk about that kind of stuff. I love that opportunity. Um, God makes those um, divine appointments mm-hmm. when you're not, it's not on your plan book. No. no. Right. Mm-hmm. But those times when a door opens, you recognize, oh, the Lord is doing this. Right. So we have this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And <clears throat> just the other day, I was having a little conversation with a little girl with a little bit of anxiety and mm-hmm. she didn't want to go to first hour. And you know, it's about tough love too. Um, sure. So I said, well, then you're going to have to sit in the cubicle until you kind of get it together because we're not going home. We're not. And if you can't sit outside the door, because you know, those are tactics that we lo- right. try to lo- right. use with them to get Which them. is just kind of a little area by the principal's office, sure, the cubicle. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, just yeah. a little place to, and, and a lot of them, you know, just it gives them a time just to kind of back out of the situation and it not you know, just escalate so they can kind of go in there and have a seat. And and she'd gone back to class, but I, I had her in my office, and we were just kind of talking. And 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 you guys know this. I mean, they're the, the stuff that Satan, oh, gosh, is getting them. It really is. It's about the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I truly feel that that is where I'm supposed to be. There was a point, um, gosh, it's been a couple of years ago, and I... Um, kind of, and a friend and I were going to go to nursing school because I was really very disenfranchised with education and the and the and where it was going and just the the bickering and all the you know the money mm-hmm. and you know we all we yeah. all are in the middle right. of that and we know and so my friend was like hey you want to go back to school and let's let's what about being a nurse and I was like oh yes that's what I want to do so. Yeah, not much prayer I put into that, sorry to say. <laughs> Listeners out there, I didn't pray. But uh, so we'd gone, taken some science classes, did really well, left that thinking, 
could I really be a nurse with what I remember, you know? So we, I finally, we get in, we're going to go to tech. We get in the program and I'm sitting there the first night. Jill, you maybe have already heard I, this story. No, I was there. I remember when this happened. You were, I was right. in the sixth grade when this happened. Okay, yeah. so. Because Bill, you and I were yes. like, How? what are you doing? <laughs> I'm sure Chris Bilyeu, who used to be, he was my uh, our assistant. I jokingly, if he ever hears this, I didn't say you're my assistant because he used to make fun of me for saying that. I'd say, oh, this is my assistant. And he'd go, really? I'm like, you make me sound like I'm a cabana boy or something, <laughs> jokingly, you know. So, but anyway, so we, uh, so we had gone, we got in, we were there that night. And I was kind of like, oh, I, I'm sitting there literally thinking, how am I going to do this? So we have to, we can't be late. We have to be there at three o'clock. Well, you know, we don't get out of school at three o'clock. There is absolutely no, no way. way. Bus duty is usually not even over. <laughs> Chris is brand new. And so he's thinking, you're going to do what? So I just, I went that night and we get home. I get home. It's about oh, 1030 by the time I get home. I have all this homework and my soul was just at such unrest. And uh, so we were just you know, David gets up to go to the bathroom and comes in and he's like, hey, are you done? You ready? You're going to... And I said, no, I have homework. Well, 2.30 in the morning, 2.30 in the morning, mm. and I'm up by 4.30 if I go work out or 5.30 so that I can get to work by 7 because I want to be there early, you mm-hmm. know, and take care of the business of the day. And and so he's, he went on back to bed. And so about 2.30, I go in there and um, he's he's in bed and I say... David, are you awake? And he goes, well, I am now. Because <laughs> you could imagine, he's got to be up at work. And uh, I just said, I, I, there's no way I can do this. And truly, after we kind of talked about it, it was, and I talked to my friend that had gone and finished, and um, she's, she finished the class, but I went to her and I just said, I, I really don't feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And she said, you know what, Kira, I've not felt you were supposed to for quite some time. And really, God spoke to me in that, and that he told me to be content where I've put you. So I was like, okay. And you know what? I've not looked back since that. Mm -hmm. Knew that this is what I'm supposed to do until it's time to retire, you know, which I say when Kate graduates will be 2021. And and I really feel, you know, right now that's that's what I'm being led to do. I mean, I can feel that in myself. and. And just prayerfully, like, okay, God, if this is what you want me to do, then I'll retire. If not, then he'll he'll let me know that. But but I have not I have not regretted that. And I think if I would not have listened and done what he what he said to do, because it's you guys know we can get so overwhelmed with everything that they put up on you, and you know you got to do this and you got to do this and the dated mm-hmm. exactly and the reports and all, right, you know right. accreditation and all. but <clears throat> when i just was like okay god you're right this is where i'm supposed to be content you've put me here for a reason for this relate to mm-hmm. make these relationships with these kids this is what i'm supposed to do then this is what i'm going to do and i've really not and i'm going to do what i can do every right, single right. day but sometimes we do lose mm-hmm. sight of oh. the meaning of what we're doing because mm-hmm. of all the other stuff yes yeah. all of the other things that are going on and you just you, we can and that's you know what that's satan trying to overwhelm us right. so that we can we lose our joy and we lose you know the things that the reason that we know we're there you know and so it's just yeah, that's where I'm supposed to be, and I know that as 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 I'm traveling this, th- there's no greater joy than where I am, and just being with those kids and 
you know, just fun, loving, and, you know, and those ones that are crying, you're just patting them on the back. And and then, you know, you made mention of those, you know, the little kids I love that'll come in from the Baptist Children's Home, and I haven't had any in a while, but my siblings and I grew up there. Yeah, so let's go back um, to that. Okay. So tell us about your um, growing up. Okay, so my 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 parents uh, met in the Marine Corps, as a matter of fact. Um, my father is from New York, and my mother was from Owasso. She had a little bit of a streak in her. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if it was court-appointed that she joined the Marines or not, honestly. Okay. But... Um, that's that's what she did, and so mm-hmm. they met there. And then, um, as soon as they got out and got married, then moved to Owasso. Um, but they divorced when I was really young. I was probably four, and I have other siblings. So I have an older sister, Kelly, who is um, a counselor with uh, Tulsa Tech now. She used to be in Owasso, but has moved over to Tech. My youngest sister, Kim is or was a principal she just retired from union um from jefferson elementary and then my brother works for american airlines he explicitly said i'm going where the money is not education (laughs) which we've kind of giggled about but um so anyway so we um until my parents divorced we lived here in owasso and um when they divorced we we kind of went back and forth uh, quite a few times um mom mom as i i would think now you know with all the education classes all the psychology that we've had i would say that there was mental illness there you know probably um i i would say manic you know just had those times of just being really really up and then man was she down when she was down so maybe some bipolar um, yeah i i think that and so she used um Probably drinking and, and, and drugs to, to kind of... Self-medicate? Yes, yeah, yeah, she did. Self-medicate and keep herself... Because um, there were times that it was really, really good. But when they divorced, she had gotten a job in California. So she worked for Lockheed. So she put the tiles on the space shuttles. Oh, wow. Yeah, really cool. Wow. Um, we'd gotten to do some really cool trips, go to... Um, you know, Cocoa Beach, Florida, and, and tour the NASA and stuff like that. So we've gotten to do some cool things. But but she um, she took us to California. And so there were, gosh, from the time I was in third grade, I believe, is when we left here until like sixth grade. We were out in California, lived in Palmdale, and then moved to, um, we lived in Lan- Lancaster as well. But she... Uh, so she sent us home one time on a sent us all home on the bus. On, on a just gray a day, hell. she said you're going to Oklahoma. Yeah, gonna go see your dad. Wow, how old were you? Uh, I was I was gonna go. In, I would be going into seventh grade, and wow. I had a broken leg, so I had a cast oh. on my leg. Yeah, Kelly's gonna you know be in eighth grade, so she's trying to take care of all of us and mm-hmm. keep us safe. You know, just you know, Greyhound bus. I bet Cal- that was a traumatic day. So Kelly was the oldest in eighth grade. Even yes. comprehend what oh, was yeah, happening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the other part that I that I so vividly remember is us sitting and going. Do Do you remember what Dad looks like? Do you Do you remember oh, what Dad looks like? Wow. Yeah. How weird is that? Wow. Because you're thinking, you don't think you ever. But we hadn't seen him in so long. I mean, she really mm-hmm. kept us from him, and. uh 
But when we, well, honestly, when we got off the bus, it was like, oh, there, yeah, that was dad. I mean, you know that, thank thank you, Lord. So, um, How long did it take you to ride a bus? About, uh, let's see, you know, you know how greyhounds are. They stop at every place that, so day, two days, two maybe. Days. You know, I, yeah. Oh, it was, mm, yeah, it was, oh, it was bad. It was bad. Um, but we were safe. God protected us. I will say that. And, and um, so then we got here. Well, when dad told her, you know what, they will, if you send them, they will not come back. Because there had been some yo-yo kind of stuff if we were here, and she'd drive back, and she'd take us and take us to California, and he wouldn't know. I mean, you know, just things like that. It really was pretty yo-yo. And um, so when she wouldn't sign any of the paperwork to let him have custody of us, the court said, okay, then we'll make them wards of the state. And so then that's when they said they'll go to the children's home until we... Um, you know, until we can get all this figured out. So honestly lived there from the time, which was a great place. That's God. That was God's plan. Honestly. Um, so the Baptist children's home mm-hmm. listeners is a place in Owasso mm-hmm. and it's in other places in Oklahoma Right. that the Baptist general convention kind of manages mm-hmm. and pe- children who don't have a place to stay can right. stay there mm-hmm. in a right. family setting. Did you get to stay with your siblings well, in that, one? Yes. Yeah, so that's what's so home. different about it now is we were never separated. So, you know, those, the way those homes are built is when we first, when we first lived there, one end was the girls. So there'd be mm-hmm. two rooms and it would house, you know, four girls. And then the other end um, was where the boys were. So we were never separated, but I don't, they don't, from your brother. Yes. So we were all three right there, you know, and Kelly Mm -hmm. and I would room together and then there would be some, another girl that was in the home and then Kim and, or, you know, just vice versa. They'd mix it up. And, and then Michael was, you know, there uh, at the other end. So, which is, not the way it is today. I believe right. now they have all the girls in mm-hmm. a home and they have all yes. the boys in a home. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that we lived there from the time. Now we saw dad every Sunday, you know, and any holiday we got to go with him if he, cause he worked for Southwestern Bell. So there'd be times that he was traveling and, um, you know, wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to go and stay with him at that time. But and we had all of our relatives live here. So my mother was a fry. So if you know any fries in town, those are all my cousins. And <laughs> um, so we'd get to stay with some of them sometimes. But every Sunday, we mm-hmm. would get to see him. And, and so, you know, it, it's a great place, you know. And so that's one of the ways that I try to, if, if a student comes in, you know, I try to relate to them. Because it's difficult when you're coming in and you're, taken from your home and and then you've got to come into this school and you don't know anybody and you're upset anyway because you know I, I'm living with people that I don't even know right so that's one of the things that I I love to you know mm-hmm. try to hey I grew up there as well and it's a really yeah. great place and my in-laws worked there for a while too they yes. were they were house parents for mm-hmm. a few years mm-hmm. yeah way after me though yeah <laughs> how I, long were you there uh okay so from the end of well, the beginning of my seventh grade year until the end of my junior year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so quite some time. Um, there were stipulations that Dad, you know, had to be able to have a home and, and be able to provide for us and those kinds of things before we could move home. So, you know, on a on a permanent basis. Permanent basis, thank you. Couldn't pull that word. Are there some things that you see as an adult now that you can, because you have so much experience with education and mm-hmm. classes and all the things that we've learned through the ropes of school too. 
do you look back at your seventh grade Kira, eighth grade Kira, ninth grade Kira, and and see things with a, a more understanding eye than that little girl ever could have known at that time? Uh, like, how does it seem to you when you look back and think, wow, that was that was huge for me that I had that place to go? Or how did it mm-hmm. feel for you? Oh, you know what? It... Because sometimes, you know, my siblings, my brother sometimes will be like, oh, you know what, I can't talk about that time for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But I have just been able to say to them, you you guys, listen, that that was God's hand on us. Um, My sister, Kim, do you go to the... Do you go to the little Baptist children's home when they do the style show and stuff? I've never gotten to go to the style show. Yeah, I've been to it before. I would love to go. Yeah, so, you know, this... The very first, I want to say it was the first year, maybe not the first year, but they had asked me to speak. Okay, that was a little daunting for me. And they said, (laughs) oh, there'll be about 250 people. And I was like, yes, I can do it. I need to give back, you know. I mean, they, they were so great to us. And and as it got closer and closer, I was like, you know what? I don't think I can do this. I, I really am so much better in front of sixth graders. I could get up in front of a stadium of <laughs> sixth graders, but put me, and Jill knows this about me, put me in front of adults and I'm like, okay, where's the trash bath? You know, but it, it, which sounds funny because people are like, well, you don't really ever seem that way, but really it, anyway. So Kim, I told him about my sister and she got up and she got up and spoke, you know, and, and really just shared I mean, because our hearts are like, oh, this place was so good to us and mm-hmm. afforded us so many different things that we wouldn't have been able to do. And, you know, just the people that we met and that were house parents, your house parent. I mean, your in-laws can attest to mm-hmm. being a house parent and, you know, just super, super people. And yeah, it, 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 to- it totally shaped who I am, you know, and, and, and how I how I deal with kids because of the people that were there for me. I love that. Yeah. So so that's, and that's another reason that I always want to make sure that kids understand, you know, if they, when they come that, Hey, listen, I, I live there myself and I know it's hard right now and you're not going to understand it. And, but, but it's a great place and it, they're there for you. And, you know, so I try to try to have those conversations. I haven't had um, students, uh, last year we had a young man, but, um, you know, we just, it, it's been a little bit, but mm-hmm. I do, I love that. Yeah. So, th- so when I think about myself then, just how they shaped me and the, and always being in church, cause really ironically, um, growing up, uh, we went to first Baptist church and, um, when it was, you know, it's where it is downtown across from where you are, that used to be first Baptist church. The little is that a Hmong church? What is yes, that? Yes, yes. Well, now. that was that was First Baptist. So not, First Baptist Owasso used to be on, on Main Street. S- yeah, off of Main, which is what Second and Second Main, isn't it? Uh, in your school on I Second. I didn't even know about that. I yeah, thought it that used little to be church, in the, the place that's now El Tequila. Well, that was, was even before was, the yeah, El Tequila. This is yes, before that. This is yes. This wow, was okay. so um, yeah on Second you know, Street. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean, I so I was raised in church. Both of my parents, you know, believers, and um, so you know, just always there. And then when they divorced, you know, I my my father would tell you I have an understanding with God, and and that's my prayer is that He comes back to that. But mm-hmm. my my mother, you know, I just think she dealt with such demons, you know. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I bet she. Just um, did the best she could. Yes, yeah. Dealing with the hard 
um, time and doing mm-hmm. the best she could with the, the situation she was in. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. And so, you know, I have such fond memories of going into that building and the Specklemeyers. Do you know them? They're probably yes. still. Yes, love, okay. love yes. Oh, they. I hope um, Ruthie's listening to I this. Do I love you, Yes, she's a sweetheart. <laughs> oh, she's spicy. Oh, she <laughs> is. <laughs> Very well. My grandmother. So after, after my, you know, my parents divorced, and we either would live because at one point we lived with my father when we were very young, and my mother's mother lived. Granny is what we called her, Granny Zundel. She lived with us, and so she always took us to church. And so Granny sang in the in the choir, and we would sit with Mrs. Specklemeyer and. And watch. Yeah, she's so sweet. To all yeah, she was great to us, and I love to see her to this day. You know, she's yeah, sweetheart oh, of a yes. person. Every so. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So grew up there, and then um, you know, with being in the children's home when we came back, um, and one thing about mom, you know, even when we were in California, she there there was always a bus ministry, so we were always in church. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. she'd put us on that bus and we would go. So that, again, is just God's hand. She didn't go with you? No, no. I just think she, she was angry about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the young, uh, second to the youngest and had a brother that was um, Down syndrome. And so oh. in the time, just, you know, they didn't have the classes right. and the they things didn't. that they do now. and. So I was think, he very marginalized back then? Um, you know, yes. And, and so she, I think she always felt like she was defending, defending him mm-hmm. and having to, and maybe just really kind of had some resentment about that, mm-hmm. you know, and bless his little heart. But, um, and so she just, she had some anger kind of towards that. So she just, I don't know, it, it's hard to, it's hard to fathom thinking, you know what, you've got this brother and you should love him and not who cares what other people think. But I know that that's hard, you know. So she always made sure that we were, even in California, that we were in church, which was which was good. Um, and, you know, and then when we came back here and then the children's home, you know, that's, that's what they're all about is you, we're going to be in church. Mm-hmm. And that was such a blessing, you know, just we, uh, we were at Bethel. I mean, the whole right. time that I that we went to church and just had wonderful youth ministers and one in particular, David White, that um, I don't know what he's doing now, but, um, you know, he was single at the time. But anytime the doors, I mean, they were just after football games, we'd had fifth quarters or when the little kids were in vacation Bible school, we were, you know, we had teen challenge, you know, not teen challenge, teen, what did he call it? It was something along those lines, mm-hmm. but it was like a vacation Bible school for, for the for, teenagers. For the teenagers. And cool. yes, it was really a, just a great idea. And so always in church, you know, and that's, that's just, so I've seen that where God's kept his hand on, you know, on us. Um, I hear that thread. I mean, from your earliest right. memories to mm-hmm. now, you, yes. you can weave that through that God's hand was mm-hmm. on your life. And right. for you to be in the situations you were in and still pretty much always be in church is right. pretty awesome. Right, right. <laughs> so you were hearing the Bible stories mm-hmm. and you were being in places where you were worshiping the Lord. And mm-hmm. those are important things. And so, I mean, I just want to interject here for listeners. There are some 
people today that may be withdrawing from the body of Christ to say, mm-hmm. oh, I can just do church at home. I can just, you know. Right. But w- what a valuable thing that God has given us, the body of Christ, mm-hmm. that we need each other and that when we are faithfully attending church, we're in community with the people mm-hmm. that are, we're in our fellowship with and right. that mm-hmm. God can speak to our hearts. We can hear Him from sermons and from Sunday school lessons and it's just a hugely important thing. And I'm so grateful that that's part of your story mm-hmm. and grateful that God chose to be so right. gracious in making that happen for you. Mm-hmm. It's right. a beautiful thing. Right. Did you ever feel that? Like ever feel like you were drawing away or angry or anything? Uh, well, amazingly enough, um, you know, when I was thinking about that question, when you said the part that was frayed. So, you know, as as a teenager um, at Bethel, we would have, you know, uh, revivals and things, which we really have, as, as a church, gotten away from, true. you know, um, and so I, I just remember being, felt called to go down and, and, and then, you know, accepting Christ, but <clears throat> it was, gosh, you know, and live that life and, and always desiring to be in church and, and going to everything every time the doors were open, but there came a time when right after David and I got married, um, you know, I just for years before we'd gotten married, actually, just this unrest in my soul. And I remember just every time we would have, like we were working with youth. And so we would go to stuff and I would have girl, the girls and we'd go to Falls Creek and stuff. And I'd have this group and it was almost like, I felt like I am talking to myself, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but I kept thinking, no, I am saved. I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved. Well, it just it just got to the point where the conviction was so strong. We had had Kate, and we um, Chad had come back from Falls Creek, and so we were sitting at the Falls Creek service, you know, like we all do, mm-hmm. and just listen to their stuff, and it's so awesome, and you just are, you know, just enthralled with what they're telling you, and I'm just sitting there crying, and David looks up and he goes, what are you crying like that for? And I said, because of the service. Well, I knew that wasn't what it was, Mm. the the conviction of my heart. So we went home that night, you know, after the service was over. And, and you know, that joyful time, you have a little toddler and and you just love that time with them. And I just remember going to, you know, going to bed that night and laying there and literally did not want to close my eyes because I thought, what if what if I don't wake up? Then I'm going to hell. Oh yeah. I mean I, I just was so real. Yes. So <clears throat> David's laying there snoring away. He listens to this. Sorry, honey, you do snore. Um, <laughs> and then I just I remember closing my eyes and truly it was as audible as you two speaking to me. This is as dark as it will always be. Wow. Yeah. And so I could I was like so I, the next morning, you know, I'm thinking, no, surely, no, no, I, I'm saved. I know I'm saved. But truly, my journey, and David had watched it, I'd gotten to where, oh, Kate's not feeling good, so I don't think I want to go, or because mm-hmm. I couldn't stand mm-hmm. the conviction of my heart and not just giving into it. And I'm so thankful, because you know, in the Bible, God talks about I'll harden their hearts. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful that he didn't. So I, that next morning, I'm, you know, getting Kate ready and feeding her breakfast. And you know, that spoke. That's supposed to be such a sweet, sweet time in the morning with them. My soul was just, I mean, I was at tears the whole time. 
And finally, I just was like, okay. So I fed her. I, I'm like, I got to go see. I, I just start calling the church. Okay, is Steve Baggett, is Steve at the, no, that was our music minister at the time. He's not there any longer, but he wasn't there. And so nobody else was there. And I thought, well, I can't, I, I, yeah, okay. I could have done that myself, you know, but I, I got her dressed. I got my clothes on and I get to my pastor's house, Kevin Stewart at the time. And I knock on his door and he's like, Kira, what are you doing here? And I said, <laughs> I'm not saved. I, I need you to, I'm not saved. And he, yeah, exactly. And, and oh, Kate's on my hip. I love and she's, the conviction. Yes. You're just like, this is burning uh, in my soul. I'm Take care of it right now. I know. You know what? I was scared to drive. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want it. Cause I knew if I had, if something happened, not realizing God's convicting me and he wants me to take care of it, he's right. going to get me sure. to that point. But I just was like, oh, my word. So it was funny. So he goes, yes, you are. And I said, no, I'm not. And he goes, okay, come in. Come in, come in. <laughs> so then he gets his little daughter, and he's like, take Kate, because she was 18 months old, something like that. And uh, so we kind of went in, and he was like just kind of talking me through it. And then he goes, well, you know what? These aren't my words. And so that's, I mean, I just was like, okay, Jesus, I need you because I don't have, you know, and took care of it right then and have never doubted that since. But what a beautiful oh, moment. Oh, yes. It was, you just wake up and you're like, oh, <laughs> the angels are singing, you know. So, you know, when you talk, because I really was, you know, when I'd gotten this, the, the text from you and mm-hmm. thinking, okay, what what is my afraid not? Well, you know what it is, that, that salvation story mm-hmm. of, if I did, ju- if I'd let my heart hardened mm. and not, you know, let him move within me, then it, it just, yeah, it, it wouldn't have and been And I think good. that's more common with those of us that grew up in church than we think. Mm-hmm. That whole like, I agree. I walked down the aisle when I was eight, uh-huh. so I'm fine. And then we get to an age that we go, I don't know that I even really. But that happened to me, to me too, where I was like. Because I did that, and I'm not. Because you know, I I don't mind being in front of a crowd. So I the more older I got, I was like, I think I just wanted to go up front and mm-hmm. get baptized in front of right. everybody. Right. So I didn't I didn't come until I was at False Creek in, mm-hmm. in my teenage years. Right. Really. Until mm-hmm. I nailed it down. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know what? I was just thinking about this this week. I've been reading it in Romans, mm-hmm. and the the mystery and the beauty of the gospel. And one of the verses that's laid out so plainly, Romans 10, 9, and 10, and maybe someone out there listening right now, this is the moment that the Holy Spirit is saying, listen, listen, mm-hmm. this is for you. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. It's with your heart you believe. It's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So we just want to say right now, God is still in the business of saving mm-hmm. our souls. And so Jesus died for you. And this podcast, what a beautiful example of how God's story was being written in Kira's life, and she's sharing it with you. And as a listener right now, maybe this is his moment to speak to you right now. But goosebumps. <laughs> I'm glad you went that day yes. and knocked on your yes. pastor's door and said, yeah. I need to be saved yeah. now. <laughs> That's why I said right now. And he's awesome. like, it, it was funny because he said, you know, Kara later, he said, I, there was only one other lady that ever showed up on my doorstep. And he said, her husband had just left her. And he said, when I saw oh. you and I saw your face and I was like, really? Come on. 
David, David wouldn't leave me. <laughs> you know, we'd laugh <laughs> about it, you know, then. But, but yeah, I mean, I just, I couldn't get it taken care of fast enough. And yeah. so, you know. And here's just, something to point out. The people around you would have all assumed, oh, Kara's saved. Oh. The pastor thought you were. Yes. So you would have been easily lulling that mm-hmm. into, oh, mm-hmm. I'm fine. And mm-hmm. and just like you said, mm-hmm. that would have led to a hard heart and withdrawing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So the fact that the Holy Spirit just kept... Oh kept convicting you and drawing you mm. to himself was such a gift. Oh my gosh, it's his kindness yes. that draws us to repentance. That's mm-hmm. another yep. verse that mm-hmm. he says in the Word. So, mm-hmm. Right, it, yeah. And, and, you know, just working with youth and doing all of the things that we were doing at the time, um, you know, just, and I would just feel that, and I, you know, I wouldn't give in to it. And I remember after, you know, it was that next Sunday when I went up and, and profess that in front of everybody. And I just, you know, I'm not one to speak in front of adults. It's not something that I'm really comfortable with, but I can remember saying, do not let pride Mm -hmm. stop you from doing what God's been calling you because he's, you know, I, I let that happen. And I, you know, just was so thankful that it, that he kept pursuing. And that's the beauty of that is he does pursue us. And, and so that's, you know, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, that was, you know, to lay down that night and think. And I've had such opportunity to share that with people, you know, just Mm -hmm. to that voice was so audible of this is as dark as it will always be. Because anytime we ever, you know, read anything about hell, I mean, that's what it just, the thirst and the dark and the separation, the separate, yeah, just how awful that is. And that's not, that's not where we want to be. And so I'm just always so thankful for that. So, wow. So really kind of what we're doing now is God's moved me from, you know, working with kids. We had, um, some, some adults in our church that are young marrieds. Um, it's kind of the direction we're going now is they'd ask us to come and be their, um, their teacher. And so David does the teaching because as a wife, you know, and I, and I take a little bit of flack for this just because of what my job is. And so I guess people probably think I'm really bossy and all of that, but funny, you know, I just, I am a submissive wife. I mean, I know that's hard for people to think about, but um, I just feel like, you know, the, the Bible talks about that and, mm-hmm. and, and being that yeah. submissive wife, it's not my job to rule over David and Ephesians he's, five. Mm-hmm, he's the leader of our home. And, and, uh, so, you so know, how did you and David meet? Um, well, honestly enough, we went to high school together <clears throat> and he, he'll tell you, it's really funny that, you know, because of my other two sisters, and we all look pretty much alike. Uh, people think, um, I don't know, you know us, yeah, you, yeah. and there's um, a similarity. Yeah, and so he said, I he said until I really met you and got to know you, he said I really thought it was one girl, and I thought, wow, she's really <laughs> she's really busy because <laughs> Kelly played basketball. She's everywhere. She's, <laughs> ev- she's everywhere. And, you know, Kim was in band and she was, you know, all the things that she was involved in. So it was really kind of funny to hear that. But so we we went to high school together. And then after I, my first job of teaching was in Hominy. And then um, I got called and offered a job from Collinsville. And so when that happened, then I moved to a little house here in Owasso. 
and honestly, I mean, this is just how God works. David was right down the street from me and lived in a little cul-de-sac. And one of the girls that is our children's director, Deborah Stevens, she, um, I just happened to see her out at, because we graduated together, all of us. And she said, hey, you need to, are you going to church anywhere? Well, I was going down to, um, oh, what was the name of that church? See, I wasn't a member of it, but. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, in Tulsa. And she said, oh, you need to come to Central. There's quite a few people that we've gone to school with and that you'll know. And sh- you need to come. So I did. And then met David. And, and he was like, hey. So then one time he asked me, hey, because we were in the same Sunday school class. Mm-hmm. You want to go do something? So we did. And and then kind of started dating. Started and something beautiful. Something beautiful. <laughs> something wonderful. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Um, and then married two years later. Um, because, you know, of course, he had a child to be thinking of and and to make sure that that relationship was going to be good. And and it was just right off the bat, you know, because that's that was what God wanted us to do. And um, so we that's how that's how we met. And, and just honestly living right down the street from each other, which is really kind of ironic and then ending up at the same church. And so that's that's how we met. But we did go to high school together and in and even really funny as it is, um, when we were young, before my parents divorced, we stayed with a babysitter by the name of Mrs. Rust, and David stayed, David was there as well, wow. he and his, yeah, oh, he and his, so you've sister. actually known him since yes. you were being like toddler, yes, wow. I know, isn't that crazy, it is crazy, That's and then so to sweet. end up, to, you know, <laughs> so we're just like, wow, that, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, he's a great, great guy, and yeah, loving dearly. So what that's how. Yeah, it is pretty sweet little story, and mm-hmm. you know, just just trying to be faithful to God and 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 doing what we're doing. And have you guys ever taken experiencing God that class? Yes. yes. Wow, Black it's how, been a long how time. How but yeah. powerful is yeah, that? So that's is. really like rolling through our church right now, which is so awesome because we're without a pastor. And so we just hired a youth minister, Noah McCormick. Do you guys yes. know? Oh, Love Noah yes. and Caitlin but, so oh, dearly. When you used to sing with Caitlin. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, that was like the committee was like a 10-0 vote on that kid. And have you and, heard Caitlin sing? Yes. Oh, my star. Yes. People used to ask wow. Quinn, before we even knew who Noah was, mm-hmm. they'd always be like, do you have a brother here named oh. Noah and she's like no so we, when she met him when they met him and they do that to him too I think so when they oh, met yeah. each other they're like ah, it's my sibling it's, oh yeah yeah oh. bonus sibling yeah oh, <laughs> think he's, you're oh they are they're precious are yeah. I just I'm so excited to see what our youth how it's going to grow and what's going to happen because of him and and her and just her love for junior high girl well all girls yeah. but that junior high group is just oh you can just see they're so excited you know and and having her but um so you know we we were without a pastor so we've started we started the experiencing God and God really laid on my heart to to be involved in that you know just okay Bible study and I was thinking okay Bible study we really don't have a lot that are going on you know and then it came up hey we're going to start we're going to start this um, experiencing God and I was like okay I got it I got the hint so mm-hmm. um, it's it's phenomenal and mm-hmm. you know you just going through that and 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 just. It, it, learning, you know, that, that God truly is the head of everything and that we have to let him be the head of everything. And, and just one of the things that he showed me is that this is, you know, this relationship is not a religious activity. 
It, it is. It's a relationship and, and growing in that relationship. Well, so honestly enough, we kind of get through almost to the end of it, and they're talking about the committee and, you know, just seeing where God's at work, and that's what we're supposed to do. It's not us going and sitting in a pew and, oh, we're supposed to be filled by everything that's going on. It's us really taking part in in where is God working and, and mm-hmm. being a part of that and not just sitting there thinking we're supposed to get fed, but get right in there and get to work as messy as it is. And so, um, you know, I was just so thrilled after one of the classes, you know, and somebody came up to me and said, hey, your name came up. We'd really like you to be on the pastor search. I was like, okay, Lord, you're talking to me again. Oh, and wow. I know. So That's I'm, a neat honor. Oh, I, I was thrilled. I mean, it brought me it's to tears. Humbling. Yes, it yeah. brought me to tears to be, and the group that I'm with, these people are just fabulous and just love God. And I mean, I love our time together and and at the end of it, we're all on our knees going around the room praying about, you know, the man that God has for us and, and our church and just the unity and bringing everybody together. And, and you know, it's just, it's really cool of just, because mm-hmm. I could have very easily was like, oh, let me go home and pray about that and let me, I don't, you know, I think if God's... God was moving. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things in mm-hmm. experiencing God. Mm-hmm. Find out where God's moving yes. and join it. <laughs> and join it. And that's exactly. Yeah. So I was thrilled with that. Well, then I kept... So then we got asked to do that Bible, you know, that class with those with that group of marrieds and, and um, you know, with David teaching. And, and then I interject, you know, what whatever I feel like is worthwhile if I need to at all. But anyway, he does a great job with that. But so then God kept... I kept feeling, okay, Bible study, what, I wonder what, what is he talking about now? But I knew, and I knew it was supposed to be with those women. So we do that on Tuesday night. So I left tonight a little bit early and they're still at my house. They were like, uh, do you want us just to lock it up? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah. So they prayed for me. Oh, they prayed for me before I left because they know, you know, knew I was a little bit nervous about it. But, um, so that's been such a blessing getting to, spend that time with them. Right now we're going through a Lisa Turkhurst book. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. What and happens when women say yes to God, you know, just, you know, just the about best obedience. Yes. Is that what's called? No, it's what, I think that's her newest one. Okay. But this one truly is the name of it is what happens when women say yes to God. And so, you know, just being able to have that time with them and, you know, just, just loving them and, and and inviting them into the home, into our home. And, you know, it, it's been so, it's been such a blessing, you know, just getting to know them that way. Cause you know how Sunday school is awesome, but you know, sometimes people will just kind of sit and you'll have mm-hmm. your ones that share, right. which is great. But then there's I just, something about a home. yes, there's something about a home. And then there's something about just us women together of, of growing and being able to share and, and so I just, I've loved that. And they're always like, okay, well, we can have it at my house or we can do this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want, I want to have it here. I love having you guys. And so it's just, it's been really cool, you know, to, to see where he, just listening and being mm-hmm. obedient to that and, and, and just growing in that relationship with him. It's been really cool, you know, to, that's, really cool. that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. I love them. They're, they're just the sweetest and you know, some of them, there's just different things going on in their lives. And one of them, not too long ago, was just kind of sharing about a situation that's going on with her. And and she said, you know, I didn't realize how freeing it was 
to share with other people and ask them to pray for me. You know, she said, I just had been keeping everything in. And then to be able to share and ask other, you know, she said, it's just like, gosh, this weight has right. been lifted. And right. I've got other people that are going to walk through this with me. And and so that's what I'm really hoping that it's going to do is just us talking about that obedience mm-hmm. and us growing because we're sharing our our circumstances because many times we'll oh everything's great everything's great oh great mm-hmm. everything's and, and we know that's not right. right there's too many trials and tribulations in this mm-hmm. world and the things that are going on that are just make you kind of shake your head you know and and you see it we all see it with kids and the things that yes. they're going through that's one of the kind of shifting that's one of the things that's really just been so heavy on my heart is the Satan is really eating our kids up about that. Well, and all the anxiety and all yes. the depression. I mean, it's everywhere in our mm-hmm. school. It's it's all over the place. Yeah. I, I just am like, oh, bless your little heart. So that's why it's so important for me to, <clears throat> you know, just be able to love on them. And, right. you know, love just them love them where things. they are. Yes, mm-hmm. just love them where they are. And you know what? I, I, I don't know that 20 years ago I would have been able to say that that's what I do, you know, until... You just, things happen and you go through situations and then you're like, okay, but this, yeah, this is exactly what Jesus would have done. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about, um, in fact, that book that we're going through where it talks about, you know, Moses stumbled over himself talking and then, you know, he works through, he worked through Rahab, the prostitute, and he, you know, it wasn't the, 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 the Pharisees and the things that, but just us normal everyday average people that he works that's through right. and and that's the blessing and if we'll just let him you know and and, and I'm not perfect please don't don't think that I am I no there's still one is. there's None still times that I have to go okay duh god that's what you're telling me but or, I think we learn more from each other through authenticity yeah. and through <clears throat> our weaknesses right more than mm-hmm. we have it all together right. I certainly don't have it all together so I mean no. Right. I just, None of us do. That's why we kind of just wanted to have this right. podcast to just talk about mm-hmm. when things are crazy because right. our lives get crazy. Yeah, they do. Well, you know, we we have a, a little segment we just feel like we need to add on to this interview. As we wrapped up and we were about to say goodnight, we began talking and we just had to add this on because um, I wanted to ask Kira, so what's your relationship with your mom like right now? And so this is what... Kira's story unfolds even further. So um, we uh, really did not have a relationship per se. She was very close to my younger brother and younger sister. But, um, you know, once we were here and then even when we were in the children's home and then even when we got to move home, she would come through. She had different jobs at times. Towards the end of her life, she... um, drove a truck, honestly, and so we'd get to see her periodically, um, but I still was not very close to her just because of the lifestyle that she lived, um, but in 2000 and, um, excuse me, not 2000, 1996, uh, when David and I had gotten married, 
Um, we got married that July, and then in August, my aunt had called me. And, oh, this happened um, a month after. Mm-hmm. So a month after wow. we um, were married, my aunt called me, and she just said, um, her, Judy Tomlinson is her name. She goes to your church, Judy Tomlinson. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, aunt Judy. So she called, and she just said, hey, Kira, I, I need to come over. I need to visit with you. Um so I was like, okay, is everything all right? And, and it was, she's my mother's sister. And she said, no, they've found your mother's remains. And I was, you know, of course, taken aback. And so she said, you need to call, you need to call the others. And, and so I called them and um, they came, you know, over to my house where David and I were living at the time. And she just kind of shared with us that um, some property People had bought this property, and they were cleaning out different things, and there was a cistern well, and this gentleman was digging out everything and just trying to, you know, clean up the property, and um, they had found my mom's remains. Oh, my um, so she is so terrible. Oh, yeah. So she um, had been in a fight with her boyfriend, and he was up, you know, got upset. And I think it got really physical from what I understand. And so he hit her in the back of the head with a pipe wrench that killed her immediately. And then, um, and ironically enough, she was identified because she had a little dachshund and its little back had been broken. And because he killed the dog as well and, and put it in there with her. But it had been... It had killed her and the dog? Yes, killed her and the dog. And and then um, when they were cleaning out this cistern well, and they they couldn't identify mom, but the the remains of the dog. So the investigator went to the vets there where they lived in the desert in California, and they were like, yeah, we did have a lady. Her name was Barbara Weston. She had a little dachshund that had broken its back, so it was in a little wheelchair, and, and that's how they identified oh, her. They, wow. So then once they got her name and then they were able to identify her through her dental records that way. Did you even um, know she had passed away? No, and ironically, my sister Kim had been uh, looking for her, and when she had at one point had moved back here because she wanted to go to school and kind of start over again, and she just had felt like, you know what, I was not a good mother to you all, and I need to, you know, I'd like to make amends, and so she wanted to move back here and decided, But so when she was here, she got an Oklahoma driver's license, so then when she went back to California to get her things and, and tell this gentleman that she was going to be moving back, um, she so she didn't have a California driver's license. So when Kim's calling, you know, California everywhere, they're like, "Wait, we just don't have anybody registered that with that name. We don't." So it kind of they uh-huh. they weren't able to to find anything out, which they wouldn't have been able to um, anyway because of what had happened. So it was five years before. Oh, I'm yeah. sure that you all wondered. What oh happened. yes, well you know, I, it just. I really, I had had a friend that um, when I taught in Hominy, uh, Belinda Butler, her and I have been, you know, friends for many, many years. And we lived in Tulsa down um, at Riverside, right across the street from Harwelden, as a matter of fact. And and we were talking about it just one day. And she asked me, what do you, what, what about your mom? What do you think? And I said, you know what, honestly, I, I feel like the lifestyle that she led, I, I really do believe that something's happened and she's she's been killed. 
I don't you know. Already yeah, knew. yeah. I just I felt that in my soul, mm-hmm. and and she was like, oh, I mean, you know, it's a little disconcerting for somebody to say that to you, but I truly believed that, mm-hmm. and so you know, in all of that time of Kim trying to find her and wondered where she was and all of the stuff that she did, you know, and then they just couldn't do anything because she had a dr- Oklahoma driver's license, so. Then when, you know, when that happened and, and my aunt, so then when she came over and that's, she was able to tell all of us. And so that was a difficult thing to, you know, wow. to go through. Cause that's not the way you ever want it to end with anybody or, you know, especially your mother, you know, I, right. I hate that for, her. um, but you know, I just always knew if she continued down the path that, that she was going to go and that lifestyle and, and those kinds of people, I mean, you're not going to have a good outcome. You know, there are going to be things that happen. And um, so I just, I hated that for, you know, she had a friend at one point that called us, you know, just to offer her condolences, a lady that she'd worked with in California. And, and I think she was trying to make us feel better, you know, but she said, you know, your mom just, I really feel like she's in heaven with God. And she said she, that's what she talked about. And she just didn't understand why she she was the way she was and why, you know, she had to live this way. And she just would call out to God, you know. And so, you know, I mean, I don't know. She she grew up in in church and, Mm -hmm. and was there every time the doors were open from the time she was a little bitty girl. But but we all know that that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. And so, you know, that's that's a heavy burden. I've never I've never had that peace of knowing, do I really do I feel like she's there mm-hmm. or do you know, cuz we all want to be with our loved ones, right. you know, that's our mm-hmm. desire and mm-hmm. um so I, I do remember at one point Kim saying after all of it happened, she said, you know, I I had a she called me and hey, I I had a dream and I dreamed about mom and she said she gave me this you kind of she said I had a peace because she told me I'm okay I'm okay so it's a sweet that's great Mm -hmm. it's a sweet gift yeah so you still talk to your dad oh very close to dad yeah he um you know he's he lives in Skytook um right on right off of uh, like you're going towards the lake built a house back there and and so you know we're very very close to him he's you know goes to everything that our kids and in fact we were there um sunday for the september birthdays and had a good time with you know it's just that's a that's a sweet relationship and it always Mm -hmm. has been you know just a, a good one and he was he was really tough on us but I mean, I, you know, I feel like he needed to be to, you know, it was just him when we all got to move home and, um, and live in Owasso. We lived right off of Main Street. And, um, so yeah, he just, he's, he's been a a good, um, just always stable and been there and, you know, through all the different things that we've all been through. And so, yeah. Yeah, he's it's it's a good relationship, and our siblings were very very close. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things he told us when we went into the children's home was, "You better stick up for each other, and you better be there for each other." And so we really do value our relationship as siblings. Yeah, the four and, of you have a bond like I haven't yeah, seen very yeah, often. Yeah, it, it's really you know, Michael has three children, and and the the girls Bailey and Kinley. I mean, they're. They've been raised with my Kate. They're just like sisters. I mean, we're all really mm-hmm. that that close and and really desire to be together, you know. And and I think you know, being in the children's home probably that that helped that. And so we've we've just 
always been there, you know, for each other. But, and, and I hate it for mom, you know, that it turned out that way. And I don't know that, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine that she wished her life would have ended that way or that it would have gone that way. I wish she could have had the foresight to change things and, you know, give in to to the calling of God because you know it had to be on her heart because of the way she was raised, you know, and it says they will not depart from it. But for whatever reason, she just she just could not get it together. Mm-hmm. So... And did that, the police ever find her oh, boyfriend? Oh, yes, they did. And and oddly enough, um, so when they started doing all of the research and finding out, you know, that they lived there and who it was with, and they went to his home that um, that he grew up in, and that's where he was. He was living with his parents. Oh. And um, sadly, he was a meth addict is what we were told. Mm. And he still had her purse. I mean, even five years later, still had her purse. Oh, my goodness. And he he told the police, yeah, I did it. She made me mad. Just matter of fact like that. Yeah, just matter of fact. And I think that was, you know, just his lifestyle. He just had burned himself up on drugs and things like that, which is really sad. But... I mean, it'll happen if that's the life that you choose, you know. And so he, um, we were told that he was would be in prison for life, but I'm not really sure that that's true. We have a um, a kid that we, a guy that we grew up in the Baptist Children's Home, his name's Gary Gilmore, and he um, works like for, he did work for the um, Native Americans. He was a, was like a, detective and things like that so he did a little research for me and he let me know he called me and he said hey I think that guy's gotten out but but he's in California we didn't really know him or you know and and if he did his time then I I don't I don't have any ill feelings or anything to him or towards him because I mean that's the lifestyle that she chose you know and I I, I can't be angry at him and it's just it was a it was just a bad bad thing that happened and yeah. you know so so that's that's it's just another that, thing if we have to be careful of the right. voices we listen to yes. and the people we get close mm-hmm. to right yeah. right yeah our choices define us yeah and that's what we have to pay attention to so anyway well thanks for coming back sure. and sharing that yes yes we really appreciate you coming tonight yes thank you thank you very much for having me You just said, God works through normal, everyday, average people. And that's exactly what he's doing right now. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, Kara, we are so thankful. Thankful for your story. Thankful for your willingness to share. Thankful for your time. We're just blessed. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Glad to do it. You guys, isn't she fantastic? We're so grateful that Kira was willing to share with us her amazing story, my favorite part of which, even though there's so many wonderful parts of her story, my favorite part is that she shared about the moment that she asked Jesus to be her Savior and nailed it down for sure that she knew that she knew He was her Savior. That's my favorite part, and I hope that's what a lot of listeners are are resonating with today. And it's just amazing to hear how God was there through every step of the way and weaved her whole story. 
So um, one of the main things that she said that we wanted to take away was that God works through normal, everyday, average people, and he does that every day. So we hope this podcast is um, an encouragement that God uses anyone and everyone and all of us. Um, please make sure to listen, to rate and review and subscribe. The best thing you can do for a podcast is to review it. It kind of helps bump ratings so other people can find us easier. So we would love for you to do that. And we hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening.